Welcome to Fargo Talks Fargo, an unofficial podcast on the FX television show. Fargo Talks Fargo is hosted by me, Bill Lempe, and my buddy Sharpie. Sponsors for this season of Fargo Talks Fargo are TAG, celebrating Fargo and the Midwest community through t-shirts, art, and graphics. For more information, visit tagfargo.com. And Fargo Brewing Company's Wood Chipper India Pale Ale with its bold hop flavor and velvety body. Grab a pint or visit them online at fargobrewing.com. All right, here we are, Sharpie. Another hot dish. Episode five. What up, what up with you? Hey now, halfway through the season. I don't know if that makes me happy or sad. <laughs> I'm kind of sad. The six ungraspables. The six ungraspables. Yeah, I'm kind of sad because, I, I mean, even if it gets... Uh, picked up for another season. I think we all are pretty aware that this is going to be the, the end of the story. This story. Yeah, I'm. Gr- I've grown attached to some of these characters, <laughs> f- for better or worse. Not me. I'm ready for some bodies to drop. It has been a while. I thought it was going to be either Chump or Grimly tonight. I mean, they both had red dots on their in between their eyes. The minute he asked him for screws, <laughs> I knew I thought he, he was going to put die. one right into his forehead. No, I knew he would. He when he pulled it out and it only had like the little drill, like the, the screwdriver bit on it. Yeah, I was like, nah, this isn't gonna happen. I fi- I just assumed he would ask him for a bigger bit and then just ask him to hold still and slowly drill into his forehead while Chump just stands there like a chump. Yeah, Chump the chump. Um, we get a flashback again. Noah Hall is really digging his flashbacks. Yep. Hey, so be it. So and we're going way back. We're going in the we're going way, way back time. Well, machine. who knows? God, you know, it's funny as you wonder how long ago was that? We don't know. Could it maybe it was, it was super recent. Right around harvest. Yeah. But <laughs> around harvest. I thought that sock thing was definitely a very um Cohen esque universe moment. The one lady sock packaged in, you know, there's just it's just that kind of comedy. Like really dry but funny. <laughs> Yep. Did you notice the uh, name of the shells he bought were Pinhead? <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Even when he buys shotgun shells, he's somehow being insulted. <laughs> um, so we get to see everything. We get to see... I, I was so excited. I thought we were going to be able to see how... We saw how Lauren came in the house immediately. And I'm like, finally, we're going to see how the hell he got how out he of left. the basement. Yeah. He just no slithered right out of there. He probably slithered through the sump pump. Yeah. Slithered because he's a snake. Yep, right out the drain. Not only is he a snake, but he's a deer. Lauren Malvo is a deer. Lauren Malvo's a snake. Um, so he in, so he's in jail, sweating bullets, literally. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's pretty I was good. Like, that's pretty good. You're on fire tonight. Hey, thanks, thanks. <laughs> I thought that scene where he just slowly, like, how... I mean, the, the the dialogue is great, too, but him just slowly sliding off that cowboy boot and taking off his sock and putting it back on. I wonder if it was a lady's sock. Oh, <laughs> maybe. It was a mismatch. I did kind of enjoy right at the beginning that sort of Darren Aronofsky-ish um, like little montage of the bullets, the, the, the shot going through Vern and into Lester's hand. Yeah, I had a chat like, with somebody... On our Twitter account about that shot, though, we we were he he was getting a little nitpicky, and I agree. I did the same thing too, where he, he was talking about. I wish I. I'm sorry, I can't remember uh, the gentleman's. No, I'm sorry, it was on Facebook, and that shot that shot was really cool. Though, sorry to cut you off there. 
I thought it was a little out of, I have to admit that part made me go, okay, we just walked out of the Coen Brothers universe for a minute. That's why, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It was like we walked out of a Coen Brothers universe and stepped into like Darren Aronofsky or something like that. Or even like, um, (laughs) the matrix, (laughs) no, uh, like a Tony Scott, maybe, uh, I don't know. Traveling bullets and the matrix. That's like one of them, you know? The then every action movie would be in the Matrix universe. <laughs> yeah, true. It was it was int- it was good though. It was good. It, it 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 showed us what's you know. It's that it's that conversation we had with Carmelo and me last week too of the clockwork you know universe just like all the gears are yep. syncing up. There's no, you know, I just don't think there will be a loose end of anything of any importance. Because everything's just going to wind up. Everything's, everything happens for a reason, I guess, in this world. Hey, um, hey now. I have to admit, and then, and then, so we'll talk about it probably exactly the way I'm about to right now, but that scene where Molly's folding her clothes, I brought it up to you before we started recording. And, yep. Um, Great catch. The background is the, the snake thing. And yeah, Lauren's, Lauren's, is, you know, she's trying to catch a snake and snake is... She's sitting there folding her clothes in, and in, watching. In the beginning of the Bible. And I feel like Lauren is constantly tempting other people, even himself, you know, even himself, to do things that he shouldn't do. And I think this episode also proves that this whole story is tied up in Religion. Christianity, Judaism, Buddhism, Hinduism, and just good old parables in general. They're the most successful, longest-running stories. Why, if you're a writer, you might as well just... Follow those. Follow the stories that have been around for thousands of years. Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. Actually, yeah, I really enjoyed the the methodology behind it all. I mean, just like so many things, little pieces are locking up. Everybody's yep, definitely everybody's. So to, you know, speaking of wolves, they're in a weird way. I was like, oh, so Lauren's the wolf, you know, and the drug dealer's got the thing and. I don't want to get too much into this because this is just a hot dish, but everybody's the wolf to a degree, especially Molly for and Gus Grimley. They're on the hunt for something. In the concrete jungle? Yeah, in the, <laughs> the jungle book. <laughs> and But they've got a bite of something and they don't want to let go either anymore. And Molly, you know, she goes to, she goes into Bill's office and just basically, you know, finally something stops him from Stormwatch 2006. Yep. What what was like was there a was there like a moment where you were like oh jeez yeah this just seems like it's it's exactly what you said it's the beginning of the end that show is here we go yep so now everything's everything's locked up and we're gonna have to just roll through right yep we've kind of trudged up the hill and now we're gonna start sledding right down and things and things are gonna get hit along the way and it's gonna be awesome and I think bodies are gonna start dropping bodies. again are going to drop. I was oh. looking, so now, you know, it takes us forever to get through the shows because we're constantly looking for everything. I feel like, I mean, obviously the Coen Brothers tones are uh, still exist, but I'm we're always looking for nods to the Coen Brothers film universe. And I don't know if I saw that many this time. Maybe they're dwindling off. I did see that uh, Lauren Malvo's, you know, alter ego, Frank, the minister, is from mm-hmm. Cromwell, Minnesota. I don't know if that was a nod to James Cromwell. Um, mm. I don't really know. 
off the top of my head, I can't really think of any movies James Cromwell would have been in that are tied to the Coen brothers, but... I don't know. That I can't say. Maybe we'll maybe ha- I'm we'll getting to... too deep there. <laughs> well, I think that's what's happening to us a little bit, and then every once in a while we do catch things, or I catch things that I find amusing to myself without right. even looking that deep. Like the three and a half inch floppy disks that are in the case where he keeps the tapes in the tape recorder. <laughs> the nicely labeled tapes, too. He's, yeah. Does he have like a I mean, label like, maker in that briefcase? <laughs> he's totally got like some sort of, you know, I don't know. It's not one of those crappy ones. Remember you used to punch the letters out on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's not one of the ones where you just like, it's like the carbon copy almost. You'd like rub it with a pencil and it transfers like a perfect letter. Yeah. Remember those? Yes. Gosh. You know, what we do know is that it's being a street dealer in Duluth is really easy of any kind of thing. Drugs, <laughs> police radios, walkie-talkies. You can you can do it from a, a white, well-lit van that says liquor. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Duluth, does Gus Grimley live in Duluth? Or, I mean, that's, that skyline looks quite a bit like Minneapolis. It's, <laughs> I'm guessing it's Calgary. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i wish it's like that's I wish definitely du- not the duluth, duluth was, skyline duluth was no come on duluth's totally that metropolitan it's <laughs> there's so many huge buildings there skyscrapers all over the place no, not it's so much. skyscrapers and mitzvah tanks the spinoff the sock thing really still gets me that i think that was my my favorite little just like I like the way that was played. Yeah, that was I cool. really do. It was, and it was just so smooth. It was smooth like uh, Lauren t- putting on those glasses last week. Mm-hmm. And and I'm glad Chump isn't dead because I want just a little more <laughs> Chump. Oh, here, there's a catch for you. Did you see the book on Chump's coffee table? No. <laughs> it's like interior Turkish bath interiors. <laughs> like, like, they make a coffee table book for that. For Turkish really baths. getting into that. I'm, that's the problem, though, I have, is that I watch things, and then I miss, uh, I feel like I maybe miss a few other things that I'm supposed to catch, which is why it's a really good thing that I watch this show a minimum of two times before we record the next episode. A minimum. Minimum. Yeah, like I was telling Bill before the show, I watch it two times in one sitting. Like, two times at the same time. I watch it on the TV, and I have it playing back five minutes behind the t- television on my computer, so that I can get a second look at everything. <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm I just watch it on one screen. But we also do at least get to learn about the mitzvah tank, which is a thing. Feel free to Wikipedia that. Maybe we're maybe we just didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Well, we don't have. I wouldn't. I would be willing to say that we don't have a really large Jewish faith here in uh, Fargo. Mm-mm. No, so don't have a lot of mitzvah tanks. No, not a lot. So tomorrow night, we're going to do some breakdown. There's going to be a whole lot more. Oh, and welcome back to um, Ida, Julianne Emery, who, welcome sight for me. Mm -hmm. That lady's got pretty eyes. (laughs) She looks pretty good after having that baby. Uh, I know. I think that's uh, that's just Ida's way. She's just that kind of lady. It probably only took her like five minutes. Probably. She's that kind of gal. I just want to know where Gina Hess is. Is she coming back? Is Kate Walsh coming back? Because, I mean, I feel like we had this whole discussion about... Calm down. Are you getting Randy? No, I was just saying last week we had to, we were talking about we thought Lester needed to get laid. <laughs> I'm like, he can't get laid if Gina Hess doesn't come back because that's his only love interest. Lester ain't getting laid no more. He's Molly, Molly Solverson sure ain't going to toss him a handy. Get it? Handy? <laughs> Another? Oh, come on. 
were so. like 13 year old boys <sighs> staying well, up too late you know it's wednesday night wait wait no it's wednesday morning oh god we're it's too late let's wrap it up here okay so folks that's that's the show that's, that's the, the hot, hot dish. dish yeah we're gonna have our bigger breakdown tomorrow and it's gonna be wicked awesome yep oh one quick thing go for it um Starting tomorrow, Fargo Brewing Company is going to start a code word of the week. Fargo Brewing Company, one of our sponsors for the show. Thank you very much. As well as Tag Fargo, tagfargo.com for your local Fargo swag and apparel. Um, Boom. Fargo Brewing Company is starting a code word. So we need to come up with that code word tonight on the hot dish so that it's applicable tomorrow in the tap room if you're in the Fargo area. So we got a special word is what you're saying. That's right. They're going to... And we came up with what? It's what? What? What have you come up with? So the secret code word for this week and this week only. Uh, well, drum roll. Do I do like a? Sure, that's pretty good. That's beating on my man boobs when I do. That's gross. Over. You probably don't like. <laughs> yeah, fat, fat, fat. <laughs> <laughs> this week's uh, code word up until the airing of the next hot dish is. So this will go all the way through until the next Tuesday. Episode, next Tuesday at ten p.m. Yeah. What is the word, Sharpie? Rome. So you go in to Fargo Brewing's tap room. Note, Fargo Brewing's tap room in Fargo, North Dakota. Correct. You order a beer, any beer, or just wood chipper? Any beer. Any beer. And you say, Rome. password is Rome. Yep. You get a buck off. Buck off your purchase. Jeez, get in there. Get, get that done. And then can we post that to Twitter and Facebook? See if we can create some madness. And after one week, they'll be like, don't do that again. <laughs> well, yeah, we can do that. <laughs> we'll have to give back all our sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll actually uh, owe them a thousand dollars. Huh? They'll be like, yeah. yeah, you're killing us over here. We'll um, get all those boys to work. That code word is going to change next week, though. So you got to be so sure the key, to tune the in. Key is, key is to keep tuning in. Yep. And don't forget, you know, there is also the password Fargo at tag as well. We're going to talk about that every week, too. And I know they've got some new stuff coming up, so i got to talk to uh, Jade and company over at, uh, at TAG. So if well, you, I think... If, oh, go ahead. If you do uh, pass the code word along to your friends, just be sure to tell them where that code word came from. The Fargo yeah. Talks Fargo podcast. Yeah. Uh, Lampy, Lampy and Sharpie hooked you up. Yeah. And, speci- and let's just give a shout-out to those sponsors one more time because they are awesome. They're the reason that this is happening. And... Uh, so go out there and support those guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's do this. Tomorrow night, we'll see you then. We'll see you then. I'll be live from Boulder, Colorado. Ooh, Boulder. Well, I'll go to Baudette. <laughs> Have fun up there. Yeah, that'll suck. Never mind. All right. All right. Peace we'll see out. you tomorrow.